How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. We appreciate your support. You can find our children's stories, exclusive tutorials, live Q&As, and more benefits on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash howtotellstoriestochildren or by visiting our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today. Good morning, Silke. Good morning, Joe. We wanted to talk today about birthday stories. And uh, as a typical American, when I think of a birthday story, I think of maybe a story that's told at a birthday party or maybe a mother's like birth story. But I've experienced your uh, birthday story so many times now and seen how it really touches the children and the parents. And I wonder if you could give us a little bit of just perspective and background on on why you tell these stories and how you create them. Thank you for asking. When children came into my kindergarten all these years, I would always look at a child and say, oh, you are so unique. And the one time uh, that I could really honor that uniqueness of this individual would be through the birthday story. So I will give an example of little Annie. Little Annie came into the kindergarten, and before long it was her birthday. I told the story of a little angel that was up in heaven high polishing the star, and she looked down to earth to find the right mother and the right father, and oh, there they were, and right near a mountain range, and that's where she wanted to be born. On the day of her birth, her parents rejoiced, and when they first beheld her, they said, Your name shall be Annie Rose. And all the children in me would say, Welcome, Annie Rose. And Annie Rose, she was a happy little baby, even though Mama had it a hard time during labor. It was a difficult birth. She was supposed to be born at home, and yet she was born in the hospital. But when the doctors looked at her, they said, What a strong girl! And before you knew it, that little Annie was one years old. And she had teeth, and she started to eat sweet potatoes. And she grew and grew, and before you knew it, she was already two. And when she was two years old, she started to walk and toddle through the room, and Grandma came visiting all the way from New York, and we had a beautiful little birthday party. And then Annie turned three, and by that time she was already able to go to preschool and made some friends. And Annie's first friend was so-and-so, and Annie's first teacher's name was Miss Sally. And so the story continues with every year of the child's life until we arrive on the day, uh, today, and then we sing, Happy Birthday to you, dear Annie. 
or we find a different song. But we acknowledge that this child had a life before mm-hmm. it came into the kindergarten, into the group, and that this life is actually a story that has just begun and it will continue. And next year we get to hear what's going to happen next. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that that sample because that helps give perspective on the whole piece. And what what I hear and what what I've what I've heard in the past and seen so much is that it gives a child and also very much particularly the parents a chance to honor this individual unique person and hear their story, even if it's very abbreviated. Uh, each year really gets one, maybe two highlights. But there is a feeling of progression and growth. And yet what is so beautiful is that it begins before the birth. There's this intentionality. There's this beingness that the child feels and and feels honored to listen to her story. And of course, the parents feel such tenderness (laughs) when they hear that and how moving that can be. What is also unique about the birthday story, the birthday story has the potential to bring in also difficult things. Let's say I had children in my kindergarten who had lost siblings. Something very difficult. And it's oftentimes difficult for parents to come to birthdays if loss has been in the family. But what I did whenever there was loss, I would bring that in. And when little Annie was two years old, she had a baby sister that died. And we're going to light a candle for little baby sister and we're going to actually name her. And her candle shines alongside Annie's. Mm. Or the loss of a grandmother. Or maybe when Annie was four years old, her parents divorced. It was a sad time, but Annie learned to live in two homes. And in the beginning, it was not very easy, but she was learning how to do it, and her guardian angel always stayed with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a sense of acknowledgement in the story. And so, so, yeah, so when we're talking about birthday story in this sense, um, I'm getting a couple pieces here. One is that we're not talking about just an entertaining story. We're talking about the story of this child, of this being, of this human. And we're looking at the context even a little bit larger than life. We start before they're born. And then we're acknowledging the steps that they've gone through their, throughout their years, both their blessings and their difficult times. And as that happens in facing maybe some of the difficult pieces, we're acknowledging the courage and strength that this child has and the growth and maturity that she has seen. And there always is a sense of pride. You can see it in the kids and again, in the parents. And so that's another piece that I think is interesting. What is powerful in these moments is that it's you telling the story and it's it's not the parents. And I can see how, you know, as a parent, for me to try to tell the story, I think I could. Of course I would. And it would be meaningful. And yet, as a parent on the sideline, you know, kind of passing you a few key <laughs> bits of information, the experience, I would say, is overwhelmingly powerful. So maybe I could ask, 
if, if one of our listeners out there maybe doesn't have a teacher or someone that they immediately think of that is doing this kind of storytelling, which I, I know is, is very much a tradition, right, in, in, in the Waldorf schools, how might a parent recreate this for themselves? I would create a little birthday candle circle with as many candles as there are as the child is years old, like we usually put the candles on the birthday cake, but make a, a maybe have, you have a, even a pie tin and you put in six candles because your child is turning six and in the center you put a little crystal or a doll or something or a flower. And um, you could tell the story yourself as a parent. And uh, in the morning, when the child wakes up, I would invite the child come to the table and I, I have something very special for you. It would be good to not have presents laying around at that point. Otherwise, it's too distracting. It feels like, oh, I want to open the gifts. And you could also do the story the night before the birthday, perhaps. That would be another opportunity. As a parent, you could light the candle and you could say, well, I'll tell you about the day you were born, which was January 20th, on a beautiful day in the midwinter. And now I'll light the first candle and tell you about when you were one years old, because we had to move and find a new home. And when you were two years old, all of a sudden all the people started to wear masks because it was the coronavirus pandemic. When we're done lighting all the six candles, I'll sing you happy birthday. But you can do that as a parent. Well, okay, of course you can. And I, as I think upon myself, um, when I've witnessed you actually doing this with other kids before, including my own daughter, you have a way of bringing in the reality and the honesty, like, like we talked about some of the challenges, like, for example, I am divorced. And I think that if I'm sitting there with my own daughter, it would be hard for me to bring those things up. And it would be hard for me to bring them up in an accepting and positive way. And the way that I've witnessed you doing it has been, um, it's been moving for me and my daughter and, of course, my ex-wife, too. And um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if you have any ideas about how we might connect with a friend, maybe a friend who we could we could help understand that this is meaningful. Somebody who's kind of like an auntie or something right. to a child, and say, "Boy, I really feel the I feel the power of this because it's like a blessing, right? right. In a way, it's like a blessing hmm. for this child. That that's what it feels like when I've experienced it. Right. And so there's a way that it 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 adds a certain level of um power or mm. authenticity when that blessing comes through I always want to say a priest or a priestess, you know, right. something like that. That's the quality. Well, because it allows you as a parent to stand witness. So yes. there was a time, you know, like when parents would choose a godparent, um, you know, when yes. a child was born. It's a very old tradition. And for some people, that still takes place today. And for many people, it's it just isn't the reality but it would be good to think of someone who is like a fairy godmother or a godfather 
who would be willing to, you know, to be that person who could. It could be even someone who lives long distance, but has a connection to your family and loves your child. And that person could even zoom in on the birthday and tell the story. And that would be someone who, yeah, has a, a true love for your child and your family. And even you went through divorce or all the difficulties can hold that space by just really simply holding the child in that place of we honor you today. You are life. You are the gift. That's why we celebrate today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think maybe I would just invite our listeners to kind of hear this general idea and just really invite you to, to feel into your own life and your own child and uh, circumstances. How could you create this birthday story? Maybe you have somebody like a wonderful teacher like Silka in your life that is a great resource for you. Surely there are plenty of people out there. And if you don't, can you hear and can you feel the, the sweetness that this unique birthday story can be? It can happen every year. And it's like a blessing for your child. I think I'd like to ask you maybe again to end by just kind of giving us a sample. But uh, before I do, maybe I'll just repeat the kind of uh, main points. In doing this, in having this birthday story for the child and for the parents, right, you get to witness and you get to feel honored in hearing the story of this child. And in particular, giving some level of perspective of the life of this being beginning even before birth. There's this period of, of looking and searching for mother and father. Um, and how each year is brief. It's not a long story. We're just touching on one or two key pieces. And it's okay to bring in some of the challenges and difficulties and also some of the blessings. And in that way, we acknowledge the strength and the courage and resilience in this child throughout their years. And of course, this can be done by a mother or father, but it also can be a really touching experience for the whole family if there's somebody like an auntie that can tell that story for you so that you get to witness it and be kind of be there with your child. Are there any other key points that you can think of? Yes. The birthday story can be also used for elders. I used it once mm. for my father when he turned 70 years old. And uh, I told it just like I would tell a story about a child, only that I told it by 10 years, every 10 years of his life. Okay. And so you can use the birthday story also for adults and honoring them in that same way that you honor the child, honor the time when they were born, acknowledge their parents, acknowledge these stages in life. My father had turned to me and he had tears in his eyes and he said, thank you for acknowledging me. Mm. And I think it touches on this, on something that we have within our own humanness that we want to be acknowledged. Yeah, you feel seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's just beautiful and powerful. Thank you. And uh, a word of encouragement to our listeners. May you feel the courage to just feel into this. And maybe, maybe Silka, would you take us out with just another short little example yes. of that birthday story, the way that you do it? 
Once there was a little being up in the heavens high, polishing a star, looking down to the earth. This being saw a beautiful island in the middle of an ocean and thought, Oh, this is a beautiful place. I will look for the right mother and father. <gasps> oh, there they are. This is going to be my home, my place of birth. And this little child was born in a place called Hawaii. When the little girl was born, she received a special name. It sounded like all the whales and dolphins were singing her name. It was Layla. Her parents were so delighted with little Layla that after birth they took her to the beach and they thanked the whales and dolphins for the song. And the grandparents flew in from a distant land to celebrate the first birthday of their firstborn granddaughter. By the time Leila was two years old, she was able to speak, and you would not believe what was her first word. Mama. Oh, mother was so delighted, and daddy was delighted too. When she was three years old, she had met her very first friend, a little boy named Pele, and he loved to play with her. They would go into the local park and love to swing together. And by the time the two children were four years old, they went to preschool together. It was the first time they had to say goodbye to their parents. And hello to their teacher, Miss Danny. And today, look, our little Layla is turning five years old. And we have five candles on her birthday cake. Let's all sing happy birthday to her. We are so grateful and so happy that you were born. Today we will sing with the whales and dolphins. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Layla. Thank you for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, an acclaimed new book empowering parents across the world. A new edition is due out in over 50 countries from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in June of 2021. You can find children's stories from Silka Rose West and Joseph Ceresi on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash howtotellstoriestochildren, as well as tutorials, live Q&As, Patreon perks, and more. Or visit our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. A Story Village is a collection of children's stories by Silka Rose West ages three to seven. Joseph Saracy's children's stories, The Storytelling Loop, is for children ages five to ten. Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today.